Suomi. Finland. Suomi. United States of America. USA. 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 My name is Satu Järvelainen. I am the communications coordinator at the Embassy of Finland in Washington, D.C. This year we've been celebrating an important centennial, the 100th anniversary of Finland and the United States diplomatic relations. Thus, we wanted to highlight the versatile relationship of our countries with the help of this podcast. Everything from sports to culture and traditional diplomacy. So make sure you also check out our previous episodes. With that said, your headliner tonight, you see Uncle Conan tours across the world. All the way from Finland. Everyone show some love for Ismo. My name is Ismo and I'm a, I'm a comedian and I I, I, I am I'm from Finland and I live in America in LA now and I, I tour everywhere now with with comedy in English and in Finland in Finnish and um, and I, I, I definitely concentrate on on the language a lot like playing with the language and playing with other things also. Famous already in his homeland Finland, Ismo was crowned in 2014 in Los Angeles as the funniest person in the world in a competition hosted by the Laugh Factory. You might have seen some of his hilarious sets on American late-night TV shows, most recently at The Late Late Show with James Gordon. We had a very candid conversation about humor, which I know in itself seems like the least funniest idea ever, to dissect jokes, to reveal the process behind the funny craft, but I sure had fun recording this. Sorry, I was in the bathroom. <laughs> Now I'm here. So yay! You obviously are a native Finnish speaker, just like I am. How can you be funny in another language? What's the process like? How do you even start making jokes in a language that is not yours? Well, the first it was just like a jump to the unknown. I went to London. I actually arranged one in English gig in Uvascula in Finland, in my hometown, and like just tried out some jokes in English I've written to Finnish people and like okay I think somebody laughed a little bit so I have no idea what happens but then I'm gonna go. I went to London 2005 I did a couple of gigs in like like some small pub clubs and uh, it was like not all jokes worked but at least half worked and it was kind of promising and then I kept going there 2006 and seven eight I did Edinburgh Fringe Festival and and uh, yeah, I did some some more stuff and uh, I did some gigs in like Sweden and Norway in English and Ireland and I just kind of kept giving it in the background like I once in a while went there went for, to London for a week week some here and there and and then then I did the competition in America 2014 and then 15 I moved to America and it kind of was a big change but yeah it's uh, it's lots of trial and error with the second language and then now now of course like I've been doing it so much that I kind of might know even in advance that okay this is gonna be funny but mostly i have to try it out with with the live audience or at least i have to ask somebody who speaks english better that do you think this might work like will people understand this so do you uh, try your jokes on like the regular cashier at the shop or something or well, more like your friends uh, yeah somebody i know normally another comic or of course i my, my wife is my first test audience and she's kind of also a co-writer often like she helps a lot with with ideas and stuff so uh she's she's one of the but she is of course a native finnish speaker like me so uh, it, it's not helpful in that way always but but um but now um, yeah i think we both have been kind of getting better at like kind of figuring it out what what works and but, for those who don't know about the competition in 2014 uh, do tell what kind of competition you won uh it was uh by the laugh factory comedy club in la they had a competition for international comics 
and it was called The Funniest Person in the World. So that's kind of a flamboyant title. And uh, and uh, there was lots of different comics from different countries, first online, and then the ten finalists went to L.A. to do it there live. And I had never been to, like, L.A. or any... I, I've been to New York before and Florida, but that's it. And I never did a gig in America before the competition, so my first gig in America was the competition, and I won it. So that was kind of promising. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was totally worth it, moving mm. here and... Yeah, and then 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 I suddenly had contacts and I had gigs I could do in LA, and they said that well you should probably move here and I was like that's a good idea why not uh, and it wasn't even kind of a decision it was just like uh, obvious that okay I'm gonna try it out because like we don't have kids or we don't like why not like and my job is gigging so I can take a break and go to America so it was everything kind of fell into place immediately and and uh, yeah. So then when my wife was really happy about moving and trying it out also and the first six months we just figured that we're going to move for six months and see how it goes and if we are disappointed we'll move back but it we weren't like so all the gigs gigs went really well and it was so promising and of course the culture shock was big like everyday life is stressing in another culture like your brain is overloading all the time like did it give every... you a lot of good material though or... yeah yeah lots of lots of ideas and some of it was actually good for stage also but yeah so many confusing things like starting from groceries and checks and all that stuff so yeah are the audiences are they laughing at different things or are there something that universal themes that unite has like comedy about relationships or yeah like lots of like lots of universal of course about communication and people and relationships like why do we do this and why is this like this it's like my my style is definitely like observational i think and like of the like also maybe they would be like a genre when i think about it theoretical comedy <laughs> like i often think of like okay why is this this should be like this kind of like coming up with theories that are are funny uh and, and maybe um, it helps that your training is in like physics didn't you study like yeah and- yeah i study physics and chemistry and math and stuff and uh So you're almost like the the science scientist of comedy. Yeah, well, I never graduated, and I was pretty lazy student. Like I, I was really good at high school and stuff, but then the university was just because, like in high school, I was in the front row. I was always asking questions, and I really was interested, and I always talked all the time, asked the teacher, and I was really into all the stuff. But then, university is like 400 people in a lecture room. You can't ask anything, and. So the, <laughs> the American audiences and Finnish audiences are there um, differences like what things they laugh at? What um, what jokes have bombed really badly in America but work in Finland or vice versa? Yeah, I have thought I can't remember on the top of my head, but uh, yeah, sure. There's lots of things that are like, even though the language can be translated, uh, it's just they like even it should translate it. Like I had this one thing like all bit years ago in Finland like that was really good in Finland where I in the at night I go to take a pee at night and it's I don't want to turn off the turn on the lights because I don't want to wake myself up and then and then uh, but then suddenly like this there should be like a splashing sound of water but there's not and I'm like is the lid closed and and then it's like no no I just realized that the lid is still open but my wife is also taking a pee so like kind of <laughs> <laughs> like they get, but it's it's really hard to explain. Like for some reason in Finnish that was like really it fell into place. But I tried it a few times in English and I never got it to work. But like I don't know, maybe they are just like they don't. They don't like pee jokes. Yeah, but, but I think they do though. So I, I I don't know. It's just some, some sometimes like the wording and the whole thing is is really like 
You don't have like okay. There's some words that I miss. Like English has way more w- words than Finnish. I think English has more words than any other language. Like I think it's about a million words, and uh, I think I know like two thousand of them or something. So it's really it's so many words. But still, there's some words that English doesn't have. Like arki. That's a Finnish word for like like everyday life. Everyday life, life. Yeah, but it's like more mundane. I think. Yeah, and you have to use three words to every day. But and you can't say like use as an adjective like everyday lifey. Like like in Finland we have like everyday life cheese or something like it's 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 like and it has a everyday life sounds neutral but but the Finnish word sounds kind of like it's like the opposite of a party it's like really it's it's a great word and we it doesn't exist in English and there's there's lots of other words that don't exist in uh, in English and then of course the other way around like in Finnish we don't like this. <laughs> Like one that's really weird that we don't have the word please in Finnish. That's that's weird and uh, and uh, patronizing. We don't really have that in Finnish. Like it's there's, there's some words that are required for jokes that don't just exist in a language. Suomi, Finland. But tell us more about like the process of when you're writing a joke in English compared to writing a joke in Finnish. Like all the setups and punchlines. Is it the same? Like the rhythm, how I, I tell it on stage, like that, I don't really have to think about it. It kind of comes naturally, mostly. Like, uh, and that's kind of the same in both languages. But of course, some, some sentence structures can be different. And then some, if like some languages, the joke is revealed earlier than the other <laughs> Like I was thinking, like like if, if in some language, like German, I, I don't speak German almost at all. But like I think there often the verb comes last, and that's not good for comedy. Then you have to have all the nouns first. Like it's not surprising if you say like suddenly a deer on the road came. <laughs> like it's not surprising. But I can do it with two languages, and it's it's it shouldn't be. It's kind of like sometimes I I find it hard to believe that I can do it. I've heard that like all like writers. And uh, most like people who write stuff like creatively, they always like things that, like wh- when when do people realize that I don't really know how to write? This has all been luck because like you never know when the inspiration is gonna come because you always feel like you just got it from somewhere. So you feel like it's some kind of what do you call it? Like huijari syndrome, so like the imposter syndrome, right? Well, I kind of like it's like and not I don't really have that, but I kind of like sometimes like because you never know if there's gonna be more inspiration because you can't really control it. So you're always like, well, I I invented all these jokes like millions of jokes almost but i don't know if i'm gonna invent another more because like you never know is that the biggest worry a comedian has that someday your brain just says like no more nope i can't yeah i guess it like i don't really think about it but i i'm sure that lots of comedians fear that and i actually think lots of comedians that has happened like there's so many comics that stop writing and they when they have like a good set they just okay i'm gonna do this for the rest of my life just tour in different places so it's new to new people but and even in the era of internet where everybody gets yeah. filmed at some point well the yeah yeah but then of course like live shows you shouldn't be filming them and like but yeah but and then if you do like people do like like corporate gigs or cruise boats or something like it's always a different crowd so that's i think you can pull it off so it's it's possible like i'm coming and stop writing but I've i've never like i i would i i don't understand that like It's it gets boring. Like I don't want to tell the same jokes over and over. Like every year or two, I try to like renew almost all in like an hour or something. In Finland, even even more. But and after yeah. you write the jokes, you go testing them at clubs or. Well, yeah, there's like some, uh, like in LA, there's there's a few places that are like 
new material night. It's it's not open mics because it's they don't book like whoever, like people who just insane people from the street who think they are comics. Like open mics can be awful, but like it's for professional comics who they know that they are good, but they're trying out new stuff. So that's it's 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 not called an open mic. It's called like a workout room or work like a like work in progress. Yeah. Kind so of and yeah, and then like everybody does like ten or fifteen minutes or something, and then like it's new stuff. Like maybe you start with an old bit and then you do the new stuff and. And uh, yeah, so I do those often, and then in in Finland, I often also arrange like an English gig that's new material, and there I can just do like two hours of new stuff because like people want to come to see it anyway, and it might be yeah that half of it works only, and so in Finland I can I can do like long new material sets. So but Finland also has like work in progress comedy well, nights. Well, but I just arrange it. It's just oh, me, often. Yeah. so it's there's no other comic, so it's yeah. not like. A, It doesn't like I'm just booked. Okay, this is I'm gonna reserve this venue and like maybe it's a bar or a small theater or something like that's like a small place where I can just try out new stuff. So in Finland I do that, but uh, also now I've been doing the thing that when I do like a headlining show like an hour, I might sneak one or two new bits halfway there and kind of try them out when I'm doing a long set. So that's always good too. That's 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 a place to do it. Are there other differences or similarities in working in the comedy scene in America and in Finland? Like, if we don't really have this kind of comedy club culture in Finland yet, but any other things? Um, well, yeah, like, well, now comedy is very established in Finland. Like now, basically everybody knows what stand-up comedy is. But when I started, that definitely was not the case. Like all the interviews in newspapers, the first ten years was just trying to explain that what is this, and uh, and. Uh, And in Finland, it used to be like when you ask the audience who is who is now seeing stand up for the first time, it was more, mostly half, or sometimes even ninety percent. It's so that was, but in America, no, that's normally not the case. Even though sometimes I do get like people that, hey, this was my first time ever seeing live comedy, and I'm surprised that like in America there can be people like that. But uh, but yeah, the, the 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 one big thing is also the like kind of the traditions and the. Like it's like in America when you go to a comedy club, they normally have paintings or photographs in the wall about like all like Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and all the George Carlin and they're like they have been here. Like in Finland, we don't have the history that much. We have so there is no club with like Ismolaikola's face on the I, wall. There might be a bar or something, but like we don't have venues for only comedy. So, but yeah, I'm sure there's there's I think there's a few places that they have pictures for comic of comics. But do you think that that's needed? Like, do you feel like if Finland's comedy scene wants to evolve in a way that we need to like have one set venue for just comedy shows. I think it's a good idea to try to have a, a venue that's only for comedy, but I think in Helsinki it might be possible to do it, but it might if you if you try to do stand up seven days a week, it might be just it's it's too much for a small country. It might be, but and also you need lots of fresh comics. You have to start booking comics from the UK or. Sweden or somewhere else also, so there's like it's not all the same twenty five guys there. Like, well, now there's like I think maybe a hundred standups in Finland. I don't know how many. I haven't been there not much now, but but still, it, if it's too much of the same faces all the time, you need to because America also the scene can be so big because there's so many comics and there's so many people to watch it. So that's why it's possible. And also so many different styles of comedy. And what yeah. I was really impressed in United Kingdom that there's a lot of sketch comedy and there's like character comedy and it's like like yeah. very hard to make a living in a small country like Finland just doing sketch comedy and characters on yeah. stage. If you think about like 
that kind of type. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. It, it, it was so surprising to me when I realized that even some bands that are really popular and big, they can still have day jobs. Or like it's, it, it's, it's, it's just a smaller country makes it, it, of course, most difficult. And and when the language base is five million only, so then the, the audience base is smaller and everything is a bit smaller but it's still possible like i i love going to finland to do shows and i the standard scene now is great but it yeah it, there's there's some limitations i think that the really important thing about the comedy clubs in america is that they all sell food and drinks so they make money even if they don't sell that many tickets they can hand out some free tickets and still sell food because they said two drink minimum i think that would be illegal in finland to force people to have two drinks but, <laughs> but uh, and then you still get the full house and the comedian yeah. has a good time there's like yeah, a yeah, full yeah. room rather than four people yeah and the club ends up make ends up making money even if they don't sell tickets with the food so i think that's a really important part of it so it's kind of like a full experience of all that stuff but uh, and then When the last like the headliner comic is on stage ten minutes before he ends, everybody gets their check and they're looking at that and figuring out the tip so then they don't concentrate for a couple of minutes. So that's so the only you, down part. So then you need to do like the, the mellow jokes that you're about yeah, to yeah, yeah. Just wait to, like, before you do the last really funny bit. Yeah. But is I there if there's some something, one thing that you wanna bring from American comedy culture or comedy kinda the tradition to Finland, what would it be? Would it be just the having the comedy clubs and the Yeah, but it's it might or? be that it's like the Finnish system is pretty it's, it works now, there's people doing tours in theaters and then there's regular nights in theaters and bars. I think that works. Somebody might want to try a comedy club there like that they had only for comedy. I think that'd be a good idea to try out, but you never know. But you have to have more stuff that like maybe show movies sometimes or have like improv theater or something else also and uh And uh, and of definitely you have to sell food and drink there. But um, but also the one thing that's different is the industry. You know the comedy in that's huge in America. There's agents and managers and producers. In Finland, there's there's some bookers and producers. I think there might be somebody who kind of is like a manager. Like I I I have my team in Finland and they would kind of maybe be a manager, but maybe more like a producer. It's hard to like. There's no like. Um, so is it more like one man project in Finland? You yeah, and like when, yourself. especially when we started, it was just we were just comedians were stacking chairs after the show and figuring out like where could we do a show. And then luckily there were some active people who were like starting those regular nights. Like I wasn't a type of person who could like, hey, I'm gonna call Amarillo and <laughs> ask that can we do stand up here in the corner? Like it, it, it was building the scene from scratch. So that also. I think it would be it would be a good idea that there would be some people who are really obsessed about comedy but are not comedians but they want to be like people who just like arrange those and like but there's of course there's people who arrange shows and we have those and arrange clubs and book shows and tours but maybe like somebody whose interest is to build a career like you know trying to get interviews and try to kind of think long term to make somebody a star Because America has that, but and musicians, I think in Finland there's a yeah. few managers who help musicians with that. But comedians, uh, this I don't, I, I don't at least I don't know of somebody who would like try to take a comedian and raise raise them up from 
nobody to a star and then take the next one and do the same thing and then the next one why do you think that is is it just because it's an art form it's not seen as like as popular well, it's or? Just like i don't know maybe there's just not a single individual yet who has kind of felt that calling to do that so if you hear this <laughs> podcast and you're wanting to start a new career in finland maybe we gave you some inspiration now yeah well talking about success a little while and then we have to uh get the sauna ready because mm-hmm. at, here at the mc finland in washington dc we have an official sauna and isma gets to go and relax for his another gig in here. When can you say that as a comedian you've succeeded in America? What is the measurements for that? You already have a golden set from Conan O'Brien's live show which has over 70 million views on like Facebook. Like isn't that enough or what is the next goal that you're kind of aiming for? Well, yeah, that's definitely that's like the most important thing so far here like to get a viral video and a late night set uh combined. That's that's a really good thing and then 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 have a huge like agency who books you that i have that now that's that's really important and then uh comedy special it can be like a full hour special that the netflix does and hbo and amazon and all those do those or it can be like a shorter one they also do those and uh or even like they still say it's a cd (laughs) nobody has cds or dvds anymore really like doing a i've been also thinking i could do like an audio cd because that's That's easy to do yourself, like shooting a special high quality, super expensive, but with video. But then if you do an audio one, it's it's easier to do, and that's that's that might be also one step I'll do soon. And uh, so just put out content. Like now, I published lots of videos on YouTube, but I haven't really published anything else in America, like a like a special or a CD. So that's that's one thing I'm gonna do soon. And uh, and but it, yeah, success. It's such a weird like it, somebody can have a special and a CD and a DVD and whatever and they still nobody watches those so it's you never know it has to be a successful one like there somebody might have a Netflix special but there's only like two views and nobody knows Netflix I think don't publish ever the views like TV TV stations publish ratings but the streaming they realize that they don't have to do that so so they just don't so of course if, even doing a special doesn't necessarily mean that you're a star if nobody sees it but if it becomes like a hit thing and uh yeah and i i i think i think there's there's never like an end like even if somebody becomes a huge star then they can flop a thing and then kind of lose a part of it it's it's a depressing thought that the stress will never end even though you kind of make it you always have to i think there's no more stressed people than stars actually because they are always worried about the next movie or the next thing and actually and also I think there's so, so many comics that have started with stand-up, but then they started to make movies, and then they just stopped stand-up, and then now they kind of like Eddie Murphy was just on Seinfeld's show, and he said that his like only regret is that he stopped completely doing live comedy because now he wants to start it again, and it's so hard to start after like 15 years of not doing it. Is it just the difference like going on stage in front of the live audience, or is it just like he's lost kind of the touch on how to build a live set compared to like I, I, I guess or? it's all that, and also because he's such a huge star it's really hard to create new material because you have to do it in front of the audience and if you're a big star and you go to do a small gig somewhere somebody's gonna tell that to the press and they're gonna write every joke you did on the newspaper and they weren't ready yet like they were just so it's really hard to work on material so all the jokes basically burn super easy also yeah 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 and then like oh this wasn't good well uh, yeah it wasn't good enough i was like yet because they were trying to build it so they have to maybe they should be like safe spaces like this kind of like for for big comics to kind of be be bad 
because they have to be bad a little bit to to be good. Like, and yeah, do you think a, it's like in sports? You know that sometimes the big players, when they are at the top of their career, they will stop playing and they move on to the management side. They're going to become the coach. Yeah. Is that something in comedy you see yourself doing, or can you work as an active comedian until retirement age? Oh yeah, that's that's a, that's that's an interesting question. Like, if I want to stop live performing at some point, which I doubt, I could just concentrate on writing or maybe doing like stuff hopefully tv or movies or then like youtube videos like producing some stuff with cameras and just doing that that's and being on the other side of the camera or do you like always performing or do you i'm sure i could i could be a writer like a part of a writing like i don't see myself being like an author i'm way too adhd for that but uh like writing a book by myself for a year but I could be in like a writing room, just shooting out ideas and writing, like collaborating with people. I think that's that's. I think that I would be at my best. Suomi, Finland. Comedy is such a weird. Like, you can only help somebody a little bit. Like, it has to be ninety-nine percent the talent and the internal process and the work that it, you can't do. Like, you can encourage. You can say a few encouraging words to somebody and have, give a few hint. Like, like somebody just like. Somebody always like I think Joe Rogan said that the most important advice somebody just said that don't say the f word too much like that was the advice and he actually that was a good like he said it to and something like I when I started I always my I had two thoughts when I did my first gig in Finland ever I two when I was watching the other comics my two thoughts was only like go slower and don't talk over the laughter those were the only thoughts in my head when I went on stage for the first time and it helped like I always like if people are laughing don't talk over them because I that was the thing that really annoyed me when I missed the next joke because I was laughing and so then I didn't want to laugh anymore because I don't want to miss any joke and so that and then like to give people think, especially if the jokes are a little complicated like require some uh, mathematics or der- deriving done in inside the head you have to give time to people and uh and also, the slow rhythm makes it often more funny. Any uh, other tips that you would give for like a starting comedians who want to come and conquer America? Obviously, they have to have the talent. They have to already have a name in their own home country before they even come here and try to succeed. But any other tips that you could give? Um, well, just keep writing jokes and trying out new jokes, and also try out new openers, like how you start. Because like it's often when you find some opener, like a first joke, that you are comfortable with. People often stick to that forever, but I, I think it's really important to change those also, and uh, and always remember that your best joke has not been written yet. That, that's what I always think. That there's still way more better stuff coming. Thank you, Ismo Leikola, for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you for listening. And if you want to stay up to date on where Ismo tours here in the US, you can head over to his website for more information. My name is Satu Järvelainen, and I will be your audio guide also in our next episode of the Suomi Finland podcast, the last one of the season. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.